bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week of politics like we're talking about reality TV. And it's an exciting week this week, Mamel. Why? You are moving on to phase two of your knee surgery. You had previously gotten a full knee replacement yes. in the summer of 2021. Yeah. And have since not had full mobility. Correct. We've met with some different doctors, yes. massage artists, uh-huh. laser artists, yes, 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 business artists, all kinds of artists, yes, yeah. all the card, all the artists, and they have told us that the scar tissue is rock hard. <laughs> yes, even Arnold Schwarzenegger could not, because I was like this. <laughs> Let's get a bushel of drugs, right? Um. Three handles of Jack. Uh Let's lock ourselves in a room Mm -hmm. and I'll bend that shit. (laughs) Well, wait until you black out and I will bend that shit. Uh And the guy, one of the artists Mm -hmm. informed me that I would not be strong enough to even break through the scar tissue, even were you not resisting. Correct. Which is crazy. And what's insane is that no matter what I do, no matter what I do, and we have been hiking yeah, we I have been doing ev- I mean, no matter what I do, I can't make a dent. It is like there's a it's like there's a a, a, a latch in the, you know, like um. Or it's like when I a screw is screwed it. in too tight, you have to have some type of tool. And so a tool and he is a tool. <laughs> he's going to go in. Yep. And he's going to he's going to zip out the scar tissue. And then while he's going to drill it out, he's going to drill. He's going to zill it out. Yep. Break it. Yep. You're going to wake up. I'm going to be there with the puppets because you know what? Um, I'm so insensitive that when we picked you up from your full blown knee replacement, the dogs were also in the car because that's something (laughs) anyone needs. Life Ruiners Extraordinaire LLC. You were like, do you want me to drop you at the gym? Do you want me to, do you want to go work that out or you what? You know what? Had I done, had my druthers, you would, that knee would have been bent, wouldn't it? We're, we are where we're at. It's all going to be good. Like, and wait. we're, we're going to, we're, can't we're wait. taking um, our wait. Patreon. We're talking about the journey on our Patreon mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. That is correct. I'm glad you said that because I just want to uh, uh, address the newbies here. If you are new and you'd rather hear us talk about anything other than politics, then you should give our Patreon podcast a try. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no nothing, really. Um, it's just, um, I'm <laughs> surprised we're speaking words. Yeah. It's just us shooting the shit, making up songs, going on adventures, harassing strangers, eating weird shit, cooking weird shit, and talking shit. Yeah. That's right. I mean, it's a show about nothing. We just 
You know, we we do two a week. They're both mm. an hour. They're a dollar each. You don't have to sign up for both. You can choose to do just one a week if you want. We understand that it's completely fucking annoying to have to pay for podcast, which is why we do this one for free. <laughs> and this one, by the way, is a fuck ton of work. OK, our Patreon podcasts are fun. They're not stressful for us. No. That's the irony is that those ones cost money because those ones are fun. It's like basically <laughs> those ones pay for this shit. Mm -hmm. um, it's super easy to sign up. You don't have to download the app if you don't want. If you have app fatigue like myself, um, you can listen right there on Patreon.com on your tablet, your phone, your laptop, your desktop, wherever. Mm -hmm. um, Patreon.com slash dumb gay politics. You can import the RSS feed, which sounds complicated, but it isn't into whatever podcast player you're listening to this podcast in because I doubt you're listening to this podcast on Patreon. So wherever you're listening to this, iTunes, whatever, you can import our Patreon podcast into that player and that way it just shows up whenever we post them. Um, we usually post them on Sundays so you mm -hmm. can listen the whole week mm -hmm. whenever your other podcasts. Everybody does their podcast at the beginning of the week and then the end of the week just falls off. So you can save our Patreons to the end of the week if you want. And if you want to listen to one to see what it's like first. So, you, you know, you don't want to like just pay right out of pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you don't right want to just trust that we're amazing. Yeah, sha amazing. Sha, <laughs> not guilty. <laughs> There's a link to a free episode in the description of this podcast. So just click on the link and it'll take you right there. From there, you can look around on Patreon.com and see the pricing tiers and all that bullshit. If you don't see the link in the description of this podcast, you can go to our website, julieandbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page with a link to our free Patreon episode. And speaking of our website, Mimel, yes, yes. on last week's episode, we put um, Dan Gold on blast because he bought a shirt from our website and he forgot to input his mailing address. <laughs> Well, it turns out Dan is a loyal listener, sweetie, and he emailed immediately with his address and he wrote a super fucking cute note that made our day. Dan, Dan, you really made our day. <laughs> Here's what Dan said. O-M-G. Sir. Here I am, just a gay guy in all of his feelings, all the live long day, cleaning my abode and listening to my pods. <laughs> and since I'm cleaning, I am, of course, Hi. Ugh, so jelly. So jelly of Dan. Apologies for your current sobriety. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just dipping and doing and minding my own business until I hear paging Dan Gold, paging Dan Gold in my ear holes, at which point I nearly had a stroke <laughs> or an aneurysm, and I'm pretty sure I screamed out loud like if crusty jizzima <laughs> popped out of the sewer grate in front of my very gay eyes. I had to put up my tray table and sit my ass down. A much longer diatribe attempting to explain how much I love the two of you is forthcoming. In the meantime, I really hope the next time you're in NYC, you will at least let me ply you with liquor and drugs and East Coast foodstuffs. The shout out literally made me cry and laugh and made my week. You're doing the Lord's work. And I salute you always. Mailing addresses below. PayPal said to check here if the billing and mailing addresses were the same, which they are so not sure what happened. Have ordered stuff before without a problem, but I'll try to do it sober next time. XO Dan Gold. Seriously, for reals, for reals, one of the original 14. What a cute note, Dan. I want to say it's wow. the issue is that, well, we're just very bootleg, very ratcheteers, um, number one. But it's not a purchase. <laughs> it's more of a donation 
to our jank um, podcast mm-hmm. and our jank website. Mm-hmm. So the shirt is more of a, a thank you for the donation because it's a donation. It's not like a purchase where your address comes up. So for anyone that wants to get a shirt, you go on, you make the donation, it's free shipping, and then you pick out which shirt you want out of the four fucking styles. And we just got like a rash of of little donations and, and shirt orders from people. Oh, my God. And thank you to all of those people and everyone who went on last week and bought shirts after we paged Dan Gold. <sighs> One special angel. Ellen Minnick bought our DGP logo shirt and attached this message. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> Proud to wear this tee around Wilmington, North Carolina. Everything you say, I agree with 100. The podcast is so funny and informative. Until then, here's to every Tuesday laughing while having a feels mint. Hope our paths cross. Much love. Well, you better work, Ellen, with your feel. That's right. Get that feels mint. And if anybody else wants a feels mint, I mean, sorry. Go to feels.com slash dumb gay. You can get 50% off. And you could be living like Ellen. And by the way, go to our website, julianbrandy.com. It was really sweet that a lot of people got our, um, like, our logo shirt. Yeah. Because you can always tell, like, motherfuckers been around. They're like, we don't need, we don't <laughs> want that one. We don't need your shirt, babe. <laughs> yeah. We don't need the shirt with your picture on it, babe. But Ellen got our, got our shirt with our picture on it, our logo. And she, and now she's about, and she's walking around working her, her very chill, no stress, Sometimes I have a fantasy that like I work a nine to five and I just have like the feels mints and it's like nobody can fuck with me. True. Yeah. Nobody that's can fuck great. with me. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say before we go, Mau Mau, um, I wanted to shout out the Dahlman family. Ugh. We love Sabrina and Nate and their gorgeous gaybies. Sabrina is one of our original 14 listeners and she's been so fucking mm-hmm. supportive. We've been doing this podcast like. I mean, I don't even want to count. I really don't. It's embarrassing. Um, And she sends a Christmas card every year. And this year, in addition to the picture, there was a QR code where people could go and read about what the family has been up to um, in Forever 21. And it was so great to see how much the kids have grown up. We still have the very first Christmas card she ever sent us on our Drug Den bulletin board. And Uriah and Lee, they were just little kids. It's like right there. They were just little tiny Oh, God, they're so cute. Now they're 17 and 15. This is why I hate children, and I hate people who have children, because it's so gross how they grow up and the change, and I can't take it. And our own age, and we're going to die. Yeah, it's just... An old... I just can't handle change. Um, Awful. They're so talented and smart and kind. Mm -hmm. We read all through what they've been up to. But most importantly, Mamau, they're really, really, really good looking. Very good looking. I mean... And we love Sabrina so much, so much. We love Sabrina so much. So much. And gosh. Sabrina, you look so pretty in all the pictures. <sighs> and by the way, one of your outfits, it's like a it's like a black jumper with this long like floral duster. Bitch, I need the entire Luke. <laughs> it looks so good. And Sabrina got a promotion. I mean, I'm, when I tell you I was up on that QR code. Up on it. Now, we've had the, the Christmas card. Since Christmas, she didn't just send it, but we were just waiting until we had like a, a week where we could just dive in and read about the family. It was and as if it was our family. It was. Well, it is. And so it was nice to see that they've really come such so far. I mean, it. the kids are really crazy talented. 
crazy. I mean, honestly, like I when they are get when they're old enough, they need to give us a call. I you know what I had a, I had a daydream oh, that God. Sabrina and Nate went off to go like be like like peace some peace corps in Ukraine, and then we <laughs> needed to go and adopt the kids. Like I was mm. like, mm, their kids have to come live with us. Sorry, Sabrina and Nate. Good luck, you guys. But Uriah and Lee are gonna come live with us now. Oh my god! They and are like, so I'm sorry. And sorry, Sabrina and Nate should win an award for best parents oh. of the decade. Also, and also really, really good looking. Also good looking. <laughs> yes. But like the shit that they're doing with these kids. I mean, it's just like I'm like, oh, oh my god! They're going to gay prides. They're going to museums. They're going. They're just like. It's she has she great. put something for it's every single wonderful. month of their Forever 21. And mm-hmm. I was like this. If it's we great. had to do that, I'd be like, we th- I think we did something <laughs> in August. I have to go back and look. <laughs> Don't. I can't. I mean, I could never. I could absolutely never. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock the doors. Lower the blinds. So this week, Jojo and Kiki are still bogged down in the dreadful depths of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. It's a lot of ins and outs and what have yous, but our cunty quans are doing their best, managing the masses and trying to stay in the middle of a two-headed, deadly dragon. It's hard for me to watch or pay attention to at all. I hate myself, but I'm shutting down a la weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a bunch of shitty assholes led by one shitty asshole who is motivated only by money and I can't deal mentally. I literally can't take it. Well, this week, Putin and his tiny dick army attacked the city of Mariupol to no avail. Those disgusting Russian motherfuckers came in by land and sea and air, but the people of Mariupol have still not surrendered. It is un. Fucking believable what Putin is doing to the people of Ukraine. Absolutely unfucking believable. Okay. First of all, one of the sickest parts about it is his own particular mindset, which is that he is going around saying that he's liberating the people of Russia. Okay, from Ukraine, and he also liberating the people of Russia from Ukraine. Yes, now that's he's saying that he's now saying he's liberating the people of Russia. From Ukraine and also... How are they... Oh, he's... the um, Vladimir Zelensky is a Nazi and a drug dealer. <laughs> oh, so the people of Russia are now being held captive by the yes. comedian actor <laughs> yes. from Ukraine. From the smaller country... That's what the... he's actually saying. Yeah. Yes, he is actually saying that. And he has been... And, and when we talked about it before in 2014, he went and he invaded Ukraine before and he did the whole thing and he bombed them and blah, 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 blah. He needs that for Russia to be of its glory when it was fucking, you know, during the Russian Revolution and it was Lenin and Stalin and whatever. And he's insane. And he thinks that he's going to take Ukraine and make it back part of Russia again, even though 
we as we went over it technically they've always been Ukraine. but even Whatever. if you think so okay ukraine should be part of russia there can't be anyone who believes that ukraine <laughs> is somehow holding russia He's, and that and that vladimir putin needs to like free Oh, the people of Russia, people of Russia from the clutches that oh, this the can't be real of the I mean, Jewish, by the way, Nazi, the Jew, the guy is Jewish, Zelensky, and he's being called a Nazi. It's it's truly one of the most um, in our lifetime. We've never seen anything like this. Putin has become completely and utterly unhinged, and he is just like fucking Trump. And unfortunately, the people who are following him are like QAnon and they believe him. It's it's insane. You've know, people. I, and is it insane. QAnon within Russia? I mean, I, I'm I'm comparing them as if they're like QAnon. Yeah, but is that who believes? Somehow, this actor. Yes, this bad actor has enslaved. Well, an actual actor. I, that's right. He's an, he is an he, actual <laughs> actor. That's right. He was an actual. The, what the the the? I I just never thought in in our in our lives we would see. Um. An actor who was in a TV show, a TV show about an actor who became the president of Ukraine, literally of Ukraine. And then an actor becomes the president of Ukraine. It wasn't just like an actor becomes the president of a country. It was that that actor became the president of that country of which the sitcom was literally about that country. It's crazy. So Putin is. It's what he, you know, war crimes is to say the least. I mean, he's. And then what is he doing? Beyond. He is. Um, He's doing the thing that my dad, where I said, yeah, too. where I said, what do That's what correct. does it do with Israel and Palestine? And then the woman w- mm-hmm. came up with That's the titties right. out, and she said that they bomb the things and they're and in listen, school. Is that what's happening here? <clears throat> is that what's happening here? Uh, kind of, yes. And regardless of what you think of Israel and Palestine, the facts are the facts, and it is what it is. And the the old trope of let's um. Let's bomb them from the hospital so when they bomb us back, we can say that, oh, no, they bombed a hospital. Yes. That's what they're doing. However, what's different here is that there's no one bombing them from anywhere. So they're not they're not even able. Russia isn't even able to say, but they bombed us because Ukraine hasn't bombed them. So that they are they are fighting back bombing schools and doing the thing. Russia literally bombed them. Um, Mar- Mariupol is where the bit their biggest theater like a theater like a their dramatic theater is it is. where you and i saw the ballet that was in russia <laughs> okay that was actually in russia okay yeah. i don't know where mariupol is it's in ukraine oh, okay there. it's in the, it's in deep into ukraine so i always tell sexy ukrainian models like yeah hey girl i've been to russia and she's like i'm from ukraine ukraine <laughs> i'm like mm, same death no i mean it's sad because they are they're brother and sister. You know? <laughs> it's sad. It really is. So we have you and I have not been to Ukraine. No, but as you know, I like to say, <laughs> as as we know oh, from my, my family, not tree. the history, not the family history. <laughs> the gold, the the Goldman side is from Ukraine, but he then bombed uh, today or yesterday. He bombed like a mall. He bombed a mall. There, you just can't. You just can't even. For all of the... But what's the thing where it said there's children here and they bombed that? That was Mariupol. And that was the theater. So the people oh, were inside... The so okay. hundreds of people went inside this theater because they were... It was, like a, it was like their bomb shelter, basically. Because no one could have fathomed that the, the jet... That, you know, and I will also say this, that Putin, who's a... Needs to be taken out. But he's not... 
physically doing it. There are other men doing it. Other yeah. men are doing it. So they're believing it. They're doing. Well, he's telling them to do it. And they're he? doing it. And he's they're doing the it. boss of them. And they're doing it. And, you know, they uh, in every military, they always say, like, you know, you, you take orders and whatever. And even when we met with uh, Alexander Vedman, he was like, we just we push we push we push pieces around on a game board. We're not making the we don't give the direction. We just push it when they say push it. However, when you know that something is wrong, you're not supposed to do it. I mean, and I mean wrong. Like, I mean, like killing civilians. Wrong. Genocide killing is babies, wrong. Genocide. shooting up schools with little. We kids. are now in a genocide situation. Well, yes. I mean, we know from Homeland, starring Claire Danes <laughs> yes. and the Ginge uh-huh. from fucking Billions, mm-hmm. that when they do shoot up the streets mm-hmm. with, and you, you're now killing like a mom and a baby, and they're walking. Mm-hmm. We've got a whole bipolar episode with Claire Danes where she cannot move on mm-hmm. and we're feeling horrible as we should because we are there is we're that, murderers at this point. Well, it's a, we're homicidal maniacs. Uh, yes. We're committing homicide on streets of innocent people. It's and that's not to happening. be born. It's just not. And that's what's going on. And that's why everybody yeah. is losing their goddamn minds. Okay. So in light of all this bullshit on Friday... Presumably, this is Tuesday. We'll see if it is. But the Friday before now, mm-hmm. President Jojo Biden had a meeting with Chinese dictator President Xi. Mm-hmm. And apparently the call lasted, what, Memo? 2.717 <laughs> two hours? <laughs> uh-huh. It was two hours. Mm-hmm. A lot was said. Mm-hmm. A lot was released. First and foremost, Prez Chi tried to play it off like China is not on the side of Russia mm-hmm. which okay Kim okay Kim mm-hmm. close your legs to married men Kim close your legs to Russia Kim we know you're in bed with Russia Kim mm-hmm. okay and you do need to close your legs to Putin Kim you mm-hmm. do you do okay second um, there was some kind of Chinese American standoff this is real in the tech sector which wasn't cute for our iPhone game mm. I have an iPhone 13. What do you have? Memo? I have an iPhone 11. <laughs> okay. That's good for us because we were, we were working with eights, I think. Eights. Yes. Yeah. So we did elevate. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know, don't care, or simply don't remember, then let us gently remind you, those of us who feast at the dirty apple <laughs> of iPhone and Mac, we are thoroughly owned by China in every motherfucking way. Like, you and me, we have solar lights in yes. our backyards yes. that China owns. Our, they own our <laughs> solar lights. Fuck our cell phones. The battery. We can't even. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. battery we have, they own it. Yeah. And uh, being thoroughly owned by China ain't cute. Jojo hates it. And Kiki hates it. And we hate it. <laughs> and Republicans hate it. Coronavirus was there for the hating. And though we fucked it up, it is what it is. China controls us we can't make a solar light or an iphone 6 without their written permission and it sucks the illustrious number two okay on the biden call with president chris chi of china (laughs) was that this is the deal the communist party would stop with their aggressive tech crackdown meaning china will stop fucking with our iphones 
and our entire tech economy because, again, they own our battery game. They do. They own it. We know they do. We know they do. If we, we as a collective country, agree to ignore the very obvious fact that they were siding with Russia mm-hmm. in a horrendous human rights hot mess express train. So, basically, we got JoJo and Kiki, we got Chris Chi, we got the world, and it's like, okay, you're fucking up our shit, you got our batteries, you have us by the balls, you're clearly siding with Russia. And they're like, mm, no, we're not, we're not. And it's like, no, but you are. And you know Kiki is like, bitch. <laughs> and they said they would stop screwing. I mean, they are fucking up our economy. They're mm. fucking it up. Well, that that's what they want. Yeah, 100%. So then it's like, okay, well, we're going to, we're all going to say you're fine with Russia. No, we're going to say you're with Russia. Okay. The entire UN, us, everyone, mm-hmm. unless you stop fucking with our shit. And they're like, okay, we'll stop. Fucking with your I shit. I mean, we're not fucking with your shit, but we'll yeah. stop. We'll yeah. stop. We'll they stop. said we'll they'd stop. stop. So then we'll we all stop. said, okay, cool. All right, great. All right, great. Cool. No problem. Uh, and last but not least, the third most crucial thing that happened during the Russian invasion of Ukraine this week is Jojo and Kiki cracked the fuck down on Russia's cyber bullshit. Those vodka-loving human traffickers are literally milliseconds away from cyber-stalking the entire Western fucking free world. Mm. Yeah, and JoJo and Kiki Ugh. made a whole fact sheet that they released on the White House website, so please go look, mm. outlining the steps that regular, everyday people, Mimau, like you and me, Ugh. can take to protect themselves from the Russian cyber warfare happening, <laughs> and I am paranoid, and I am here for all of it every second. Because apparently the Russian trolling of the world has continued and even amplified during this invasion. Not only does Ukraine have to worry about it, but we do too. Hello, hello. I'm not the only crazy one. We, I feel I'm being stalked, and I am. No, no, I am. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Now, according to the White House website, here is what American businesses and probably regular people should do to protect themselves from a Russian cyber attack. Number one. Definitely regular people. Not probably. Right. Definitely. Yes. Number one, set up multi-factor authentication. All right. So that means make it so that they send you a text after you put in your password. On your bank. Right, right. On your PayPal, bank, Venmo, any, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, two-step authentication, do it. Do it. I fucking dare you. It's so inconvenient. I know. It's so annoying. Then number two. Use VPN blockers, malware bytes, firewalls, virus detectors, and hack detection. It's pretty straightforward. I use malware bytes. Uh, it's an app. You can get it for your computer. You, and straight. you use a VPN blocker. And a VPN blocker. You probably have all of those things. I do have all of those things. Three, check with a cybersecurity professional to make sure you're safe to vulnerabilities. Well, well you got to be right. Don't I'm know not one. Be doing we that. don't even. We won't be doing that now. Four, back up all your data. I don't barely ever do we that do that either. though no Some we do sort of. but it doesn't i mean whatever. but yeah yeah you have your data okay. okay five run exercises and drills to make sure you're prepared to respond to any attack what does that mean i mean i stretched today yeah is that what we're talking about we're talking about like <laughs> keto drills probably not i mean i guess you just keep running i don't know i mean i run malware bites every day so i don't I know i think it's just yeah 
staying aware and present to the fact that you're being constantly trolled and hacked and nobody wants to believe me. Everyone's going to think I'm crazy, but stay present to the attack. We believe you. Thank you. We do. Six, encrypt all your data so it cannot be used if it's stolen. Amazing. Don't know how to do that. We don't do it, but it is crucial. I wish we could. Here's what we do do. Okay. When we send stuff and we do send um, delicate things through, even if it's just it's just private, whatever you consider private doesn't even matter. It doesn't have to be your license or your passport or your fucking mortgage information. We do send it through um, a channel that's encrypted, whether it be. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's it. So that's you don't good. have to encrypt your like, Great. oh, my God, my email to my therapist. Right. But if you're going to send something. Send it through something that is in a pr- protected, encrypted channel. We do do that. We try to. Ugh, fuck it. <laughs> Seven, educate your employees to phishing scams. Do we have any employees? No, but you educate me. Do you listen? Yes, you I do. do. <laughs> you do? Yes, I do. You don't think I'm just paranoid? Not not entirely. <laughs> <laughs> See? No, I think that you're right. I think we've done all of these things with the passwords and the thing and all of it. JoJo and Kiki think we should all protect ourselves. I'm and not crazy. let me crazy. tell you something. I got a call the other day and I told you and they were like, hello, this is Edison, Southern California Edison calling about your thing and your bills passed due. And I was like, okay, well, what's my, what's due? $700 million. <laughs> pussy's like, due, <laughs> bitch. And then they were like, and I was like, okay, well, you need to check my account because that's not right. And they were like, well, what's your account number? And I was like, you called me. You called me. And then, you know what? Turns out, huge scam. Found out for a fact, huge scam. And that's because of you. So how about that? Eight, engage with local FBI field office if subject to threats. Hmm. Nine. (laughs) In your business, build security into your products from the ground up. Your software developers and or providers are ultimately responsible for your security. Well, we don't. Uh, what do you mean? What do I mean? Well, we're not. Well, we, we don't have. Any, we're not building any software. Well, no, so, it's anyone. We're just gonna They're keep responsible. Being... Anything we pay for, they are responsible for us. Oh well. Yeah. Any websites. The most important thing is we're not trying to talk to our FBI. FBI. I don't know. Kind of want to go there. <laughs> Now it's time for Legislation Nation. segment called legislation nation it was one of our very first segments ever created on this podcast did you all know that huh (laughs) did you did you did you know it look in the mirror and see well we quickly sidelined it because um to pass any legislation you need congress to vote for it and then you need the president to sign it and under trump the republicans controlled congress And Republicans hate legislating anything except women's bodies. And even though the Democrats took control of the House in 2018, 
the cock-blocking Republicans still controlled the Senate. And Trump wasn't going to sign any bill that the Democrats wrote anyway. Hence, the stimulus check gridlock and massive rampant COVID relief fraud. That's right. So just a quick recap for any of our 14 listeners who don't know, don't care, or simply don't remember. Mm. Legislation is basically just <laughs> laws or rules created by the government. Mm-hmm. Legislation usually comes in the form of bills written by Congress. Uh-huh. Congress has two branches, the Senate and the House of Representatives. A bill or a piece of legislation must pass both branches of Congress before it can be presented to the president to sign into law, which was why during the wondrous shit show of COVID-20 <laughs> that Julie mentioned, Trump loved to claim that he wanted to sign the huge stimulus relief bill put forward by Nance Pelosi and the Democrats in the House of Representatives, knowing full well that the Republicans in charge of the Senate would never even allow a bill like that to see a vote mm-hmm. in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And that, my friends, is the fallacy of checks and balances and why our current system is treacherous trash, (laughs) no matter who is president. Treacherous trash, okay? Treacherous. (laughs) And just remember, and just as a reminder for anyone who, I know one really who listens to this podcast, but from family, friends of those of you who are listening, who love to say, this president doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Well, he actually does do quite a bit. It's actually Republicans who don't do anything because they don't right. want anything to happen. And they're treacherous trash. They are treacherous trash. Which brings us to the craziest news to hit legislation nation in half a decade. The Senate, which is split 50-50 between Democrats and Republicans, actually passed a piece of legislation that is going to change all of our lives. And they passed it unanimously. What? <laughs> They did what? <laughs> they, they passed something unanimously? <laughs> what are you talking about? This is, this is treacherous trash. That's right, m'lady. Mm. M- monsieur, monsieur. Oh. M'lady, m- that's right. Last week, the United States Senate unanimously passed the Sunshine Act, which is a bill calling to make daylight savings time permanent in every single state in the union. Now, it still has to pass the House of Representatives, but if it does, everyone in America, regardless of where they live, will get a couple extra hours of sunlight mm. in the evening. Cue, lights, camera, action, spotlight, the angsty liberal Democrat haters. I mean, don't get me wrong. No one hates Marco Rubio and his smug Republican face more than I. But just because Republicans like daylight savings doesn't mean it's bad. Even though that is the general rule of thumb, it's not just a given. And it seems like ever since the unbelievable nightmare of Trump, Democrats have just started siding with the opposite of Republicans, no matter what the fucking issue is. We saw it firsthand with fucking coronavirus and masks and vaccines and shutdowns. And we've been guilty of it, too. We have. We, 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 we have. It's, it's a very slippery slope. And they're all such filthy cunt bags that it's hard to ever imagine that anything they want isn't rotted to the core. But goddamn, sunshine? Really? Sunshine. And even if it, even if it's rotted, even if it's because that's where they can go and hide more money right. or kill more women or, <laughs> you know what I mean, or do, like, more disgusting things or kill more, like, endangered animals or 
get oil and then shove it in the water yeah. and make babies drink it, whatever it is. You don't just go against it because they like it. It's honestly, it is like masks and vaccines and shutdowns. Like there's a way to think for yourself, to think for your own family and be like, you know what? Like I'm not necessarily super jazzed on shutdowns or I'm not necessarily super jazzed on masks, but there was no room for any of that because it was like we were both two sides of a coin. And now the the writing is on the wall, motherfuckers, because we are not here to get mad at the sun, bitch. We're at the tanning bed and we ain't going to do it. OK, so leading the charge of the angsty Dems is, of course, the fagging New York Times. Talk about treacherous trash, honey. Like, mm -mm. and you know what? Jade Jang, don't you even think about taking away your fucking password. We use it. We get on the New York Times. We love to hate. We love that you went to Stanford. We're here for all of it. Jade Jang is our fucking boo. Thank God she's got the password to the New York Times for us. But we can still hate, and we do. But it's not just the New York Times. It's the entire liberal lamestream news media. Now, everyone from NPR to the Washington Post is weighing in on how keeping daylight savings will be bad for our mental health. What? Why? Because every fucking thing is bad for our fucking mental health. I mean, Ugh. sunshine. How could sunshine be bad for our mental health? And listen, they could be partially right. They could. I looked at different maps. I looked at different <laughs> diagrams. I yeah. did my research. Uh -huh. And there is a portion of the country, yes. the Northeast. Oh. Your, your hometown, <laughs> bitch, uh -huh. where it gets bitterly cold. Mm -hmm. The people in this area would rather have the sunlight in the morning. So. Oh, okay. It could be. It might be. It may be a coincidence that most of the liberal lamestream news media is located in the Northeast. <laughs> but fine. That's fine. Mm -hmm. The argument it's still valid and it, it really extends to a whole thing of we tried this, which is a little experiment they did back in the early 70s where they made daylight savings permanent like this bill votes to do. They made it permanent for two years. OK, mm -hmm. and everyone, meaning everyone in the fucking Northeast, hated dun 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 sending their kids to school in the dark. <laughs> That's what it came down to right right well oh okay here's someone else who doesn't like to send yeah. his kids to school in beat the dark. it tool <laughs> well i've got a little news flash for all the whiny liberals who don't want to send their kids to school in the dark how about this kids are much more likely to get polyclassed on their way home from school so which side would you prefer it to be dark i mean honestly what are people out at 6 a.m. lurking the bus stops? No, I think they're I think they're roaming the streets at four. I mean, I mean there's got to be compromise at some point. Like this, we're in a big country. I mean, come on. And that said, it it's a valid argument for the Northeast to keep standard time, which would put sunlight at the first part of their workday and darkness at the end of their workday. Yeah, but if they kept standard time and we kept daylight savings, we'd be four hours apart mm -hmm. from them. It's already so annoying at three hours. It's yeah. so intense. I know. I mean, my, my, I'd have to talk to my parents. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's noon. It's noon there, but it's 5 a.m. here. Hey, guys. Well, hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> I guess we're going to be like a different, different country. I mean, all right. Well, you know what? I mean, if you want it the way you want it and we want it the way we want it, I guess that's how it's got to be. But it's not that weird when you think about it because the country is enormous. Yeah, I mean. 
in terms of huge landmass single country like let's say like we're basically the size of Australia. Australia is like a little bigger than, I mean, Australia is a continent, but mm. one side to one side, I guess it's not that weird if we were four hours apart, but it's annoying. But just to explain daylight savings time versus standard time a little more broadly to our 14 listeners. Okay. One, number one. Okay. It's actually called daylight saving time, not daylight savings time. Oh. But. As we are old fish dogs and set in our ways, <laughs> we will continue saying daylight savings time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. along with olden days and gif. Ooh. Now, number two, mm-hmm. the practice of changing the clocks in March, which is daylight savings time, started in 1966 in order to maximize the amount of sunlight we get while we are awake. Mm. So contrary to popular belief, which I also myself held, Mm -hmm. daylight savings was not introduced to help farmers get some extra sun. And I do feel like Marco Rubio is the person who fucking started that rumor. Mm -hmm. Nor was it an invention of Benjamin Franklin, which I was never under the impression Ben Franklin invented it, but I was fine with it. Mm -hmm. According to the internet, Congress invented daylight savings because they thought that it might lead to less use of electricity Mm. during an energy crisis in the 60s, 1966 Mm. to be exact. But now that Congress wants to make it permanent, the liberal lamestream news media claims that it absolutely does not help conserve energy (laughs) or do anything positive for any of us. Fuck afternoon sunlight. It ruins everything. It inspires people to highlight their hair, show some skin, and have fun without masks. Boo, you whores. No one should have healthy color in their skin, especially children. No playing after school. Kids should come right home and go inside because it's already dark. They can eat a heavy meal and go to bed instead. Without masks on. Because it's brutalizing them. That's right. They're abused. They're abused with those masks on. Oh, adults too. No one should have to exercise after work. God forbid. Let's all get up at 5 a.m. and exercise before work because the sun is out. Awesome. (laughs) And then we can sit in traffic after work while the sun goes down and have it be pitch dark by 6 p.m. while we make the heavy dinner for our kids who are bouncing off the walls because they don't get to be outside when it's dark. (sighs) I guess I understand that this is preferable in areas like the Northeast where it gets bitterly cold. And to that I say, okay, keep it. Those of us on the West Coast and everyone in the South will be keeping it real, sipping spicy margs with Republicans on our balconies, hanging in our backyards and parks and playing pickleball, getting sunspots. We're fine with sending our kids off to school in the dark. They're half asleep anyway. Paloop. Now it's time for So There's That. Right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the giant COVID culture war currently ruining the country. On one side is an army of unemployed rubes who've been brainwashed by Facebook and Fox News. And on the other side is a battalion of well-intentioned elitist hypocrites who spend all day simping in AOC's timeline. <laughs> and that leaves the rest of us haters battling it out for the middle. It's damn near impossible to find any hopeful, uplifting story in the social media cesspool that has become the entire fucking internet. But Julie does it for us week after week. 
And on behalf of our 14 listeners, I salute you, Mau Mau. And I should include myself in that <laughs> as I've been really, really le- leaning in and lending a helping hand, haven't I? I really do need to say this is really becoming more of Brandy Howard's, so there's that. <laughs> because I am, I am on, a, uh, a, I guess, a mind, my own inner mind hiatus. Well, you love... You love a foreign uh, <laughs> conflict. You get into it. You're, you immerse yourself in it. Yeah. You're into like that shit. And I'm just like, never has it been easier for me to be like, um, I'm like, I'm literally just changing channels like for fun. Like, let me just see what's on the other channels. Like, I just can't deal with that stuff. It's just horror. And it's just, you don't want to, it's just, yeah, I just don't want to get involved. Yeah. And then mentally. you get, yeah. And then you get involved mentally. It's too much. And now I'm, I'm like, right now, I'm just sort of like, I'm dealing with that. And then I'm like, must now cut off, disassociate my only Star Trek. Like, I can do Star Trek and the war in Ukraine. And that's it. Right. I can't do anything else. And so then, but then there's other things. The only other thing I can do is look at cute animals on either Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And then, of course, think about um, all of that. So then you... And I was like, I can't find anything. I, there's nothing. There's a war, and there's 2.5 million people, and these children, and they bomb the fucking theater, and I hate fucking Putin, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, look at this bitch. Yep. All right, so. In the midst of this war, and all the disgusting human beings gluttonously ravaging their way through the earth, and all of its resources, including, but not limited to, all the animals inhabiting it, and I'm talking to you, Ted Nugent, you piece of shit. <laughs> Don Trump Jr., you living fecal toilet receptor. And all the dumb bitch hunter jizz panderers out there who pretend they love killing so men will like them. Honestly, you're the worst. I wish for all of you to be slaughtered and mauled and bowshot and hunted down like the pandemic to the society that you are. And then your heads can be put on walls just to be slapped by woke transgender people of color every hour and face fucked by women with your own cut off dicks. Wow. How about that? It was really supposed to be more of a, so there's that for the supply (sighs) chain (laughs) issue, but I'm glad we're circling it around back to hunters, which is your other very, very favorite race. It always comes back to hunters. (laughs) And so does does this one. It really does. Woo. That felt good. (laughs) Face, fuck you with your own dick. Your cutoff dick. What a dream. <laughs> now, this is hyperbole, but it's hyperbole mean from the bottom of my heart. If you hunt deer and regular animals, I think you're garbage too. Regular but animals. If you, <laughs> but if you hunt big game, and I do include buffalo in this country or bears, but particularly if you travel to another country like Africa to kill lions, tigers, big cats of any kind, you get what I'm saying. And of course, elephants, elephants, Hippos. elephants. Hippos, just all of it. Rhinos. This is what Don Jr. does, which is why I want him to get fucked by his own cut-off dick in his fucking face. There is a special place in hell for you, Don Jr. and Ted Nugent, who I fucking hate. When will you OD? Honestly, when will you OD? We're all waiting. Now, let me not forget the people who poach. Poachers who exist to kill, for example, elephants. And remove their tusks and sell them to disgusting people. Is this how long is the bad part going to last? <laughs> it's almost over. Okay. So the poachers, the poachers <laughs> do just... what they do. They take the tusks of the elephants. P- 
People just use them. There's no reason why. They just like them. It's been going on for years. Maybe what you didn't know is that over 100 years ago, there were 12 million elephants. And according to this year, there's about 400,000. Oh, no. So I don't care. And, and you know what? I guess you go ahead and you take their tusks and don't care that they have full memories, emotional connections. They're sentient beings whose life literally helps keep the environment it lives in alive. If people could just live side by side with elephants, the actual ground they live in would become more fertile and less dry. Of course, climate change has a lot to do with everything as well. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Should I expect an elephant to move in in your backyard soon? Fingers <laughs> crossed. There are two kinds of elephants left on the planet. Forest elephants of Asia. Those are the gray ones. And then the African elephant, which are the bigger brown ones. Elephants have one predator. One and that's human beings. Oh, my gosh. Occasionally, a sick or feeble elephant will get taken out by a lion, but it's men who have decimated the elephant. And I mean specifically men. Fact. Handle it. In another life, I would start a company that finds poachers and poaches them. And every one of them would land in pieces on the doorstep of the person who hires them. And then would we keep their teeth? And then we can... <laughs> wonderful. I like how you're thinking now. <laughs> and the, I love that. And then we can keep their teeth exactly until all the poster, poachers got the message that if they want to poach, they'll end up in a garbage bag. And then as animal feed for those animals who eat meat. And by the way, elephants are vegetarians. Now, this would solve any hunger and famine problems for those animals who do eat meat. And that would just be so helpful if we could feed poachers to the animals. But we can't for currently now. Honestly, the second it comes across my mind, any of this stuff, I get insane. I can't fucking handle it. Thank God I have the memory of a fly. If I, had the <laughs> if I had the memory of an elephant, I'm sure I would never stop crying and would need to be committed. The cruelty and torture is too overwhelming, and elephants don't forget anything, for the most part. Elephants live in packs. They're a matriarchal society. The female elephant runs the pack. And generally, all females stay together, except when they need to get pregnant, and then they kick the men out. Male elephants are generally solitary or live in small groups of bachelors, the way all men should live. Just kidding. Not all. Not all. We here at DGP love elephants. And during this difficult time, we need some good news for a marginalized, tortured, abused, mistreated group of people known as elephants. <laughs> okay. In 2008, Brandy went to Africa. And she visited this place Brandy called... Brandy and Pam. Brandy and Pam visited Africa, and they visited a place called the Retiti Elephant Sanctuary. She and her mom got to meet and visit with orphaned elephants. The elephant sanctuary is, isn't actually... It's like an orphanage. It's a lot of... Yep, like, it's an orphanage. It's like children, yep. basically. Uh, they can be orphaned for all kinds of reasons, and all of them will keep you in bed until the drugs kick in. While she was there, she adopted a baby elephant in my name, and his picture and drawing is in my bathroom still. Unfortunately, in my move... I lost his paperwork, potentially. Well, you lost it in your file cabinet. It might. Be, so I think it's still in the file yeah. cabinet, so we're still going to find it. But his picture still hangs, nonetheless. And I always think about her being able to do that and how. I mean, while we're chasing the clout, we also stayed at Giraffe Manor, which yes, no longer where giraffes stuck their head in the window. Yeah. And I and they said, "Don't feed the giraffe." And I was like, "Okay, no problem." I shut the door and gave it all my coffee every morning. <laughs> what a dream! <laughs> I mean, incredible, incredible, incredible. Now. My mom would have let the elephant suck on her tit. I mean, they because they I drink out too. of bottles and they and you feed them and give them their milk and mm. their little babies. 
and it's like unbelievable and i swear to god i was like mom don't take your tit out don't breastfeed the elephants <laughs> yeah. oh, when you watch these videos you want to breastfeed these elephants let me tell you something okay now this place is incredible so you not only did you go there okay now then yesterday you go hey i found the story and it's about the fucking place it's about the motherfucking place okay it's incredible and now we're going to get to the supply chain issue. Okay. We all experience supply chain problems. We're experiencing it now. We're experiencing it still. That's right. That's right. From toilet paper to um, pork products, apparently. And there's just all kinds of supply chain it's issues. Like we split peas get, for split, split peas. Yeah, split <laughs> peas. It's a weird thing. There's some weird garbanzo bean problem here and there. Yeah. There's just some very odd. I know that there's also like for uh, friends that work in production, we know that there's like... um. There's a fabrication, some issue, like there's metal issues and yeah. there's just a lot of issues. Lumber shortages. Lumber, exactly. Well, also part of that shortage is dried or powdered milk. Baby formula. Baby formula. So, and what Ratetti used to feed their baby elephants was baby formula, which came in the form of powdered, powdered formula. Yeah. Powdered milk. And they couldn't get any. And so they had all these elephants who needed to be fed. Because they're all orphans. Because they're all orphans and they're all babies. And they all remember. <gasps> and the babies don't have as good a memory as the adults. They do remember their moms. And their moms, and they, a lot of times they see their moms It's Dumbo. In, it's like Dumbo. Yeah, in a violent fashion. And they right. remember. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, people go through there like my mom and I did. And they like it because they need positive, uplifting energy and vibes, guys. You vibes, know, because they're sad. They're sad. They're sad babies. They're orphans. Yeah. Who watch their mother get murdered. Yeah. By fucking disgusting men. So, basically, not only is Ratetti, okay, run by mainly women, which is amazeballs, it's run by people of the community. So... When we go to a sanctuary, an animal sanctuary, whatever, anywhere we are, like, for example, Ellen built that big animal sanctuary in Africa. So it's going to employ people, whatever, but it's, at, you know, it's... But she it's runs it, in, or even Jane Goodall. Or the Jane Goodall Institute. Yeah. Now, Jane Goodall, to, in the defense of Jane Goodall, she went and lived there. She was, like, fucking living there. She, You know what I mean? Yeah. Ellen's not going moving to fucking wherever she's yeah. thing is, okay? But maybe she should consider it. She might want to. So <laughs> this is... You know, I didn't look into the founder of this orphanage. I don't know where she's from, but it is a woman. However, it's the people who work there and everything around it is within the community where it is. And that is one thing that is very important about this. So they're out of the fucking. Can't get the formula. They can't get the formula. They don't know what to do. I'm going to quote and I'm going to quote to you what the what the what the founder of the of the orphanage orphanage said. It was really just kind of being brave enough to change, to move away from a formula that you've always used. Her name is Katie Rowe. The pandemic did this to people across the world, where you suddenly reevaluated everything that you do in your home, how you cook, how you buy your groceries, and how you should be doing things much more locally. And for us, it was something that we'd always felt was really important, that we shouldn't be importing milk from the other side of the world. Now, I absolutely love this because what they did was rather than just lay down and die and decide, well, we can't get the cheap powdered milk from fucking China, probably. Exactly. They went and they sourced from all the, the, the villages around them and they got goat's milk. 
I absolutely love this so much, and it's really something we've been talking about here on this podcast really since the beginning and really trying to wrap our heads around. Since the beginning, well before the pandemic. Uh, That is also true. Yeah. So the people of the community starting using their own locally sourced goat's milk to feed the elephants. The results, they say, and this is also I'm going to read from the CNN article, have been impressive. Since starting with the goat's milk, the sanctuary has seen survival rates rise for its youngest and most vulnerable elephants. The goat's milk was the perfect solution. We'd already done a lot of research into how goat's milk is much better for the elephants and much easier to digest. I think it's better for all of us, she says. There's much smaller fat particles so you can digest it much easier and several other kinds of nutritional components that make it a superior formula. Maybe we need goat's milk. No shit. And it's not just the elephants who are prospering. All that money that was going out of the country is now staying within the community and going to the quote unquote milk mamas. So and the milk mamas aren't the goats. It's the women yes. who have the goat farms right. and raise the goats. They're getting money and they're yep. getting, you know, wealthier. That's correct. So this photographer named Amy Vitali, who also is quoted in this article, said she visited the sanctuary several times a year since it opened. The well, women- fuck her. <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> the women who own the goat milk. And for the first time. Yeah, it's the women who own the goat milk. So she said for the first time in their lives, they're now opening bank accounts <gasps> and able to oh, save money. That's so great. Giving them an opportunity to send their children to school to get health care if there's a need for that. The milk is supplied by hundreds of goats in local villages. The sanctuary buys around 300 liters a day, and then they bring it to their own kitchen. They pasteurize it. They make their own special formula for each individual elephant's needs. It is then fed to the elephant that day. I fucking love this. I immediately adopted another elephant and you too can just go directly to their website. And remember if elephants don't speak to you, there's so many animal sanctuaries that'll take your donation and the money will go directly to feeding and taking care of them. I also adopted Moomin, an African hippopotamus. Just look him up and try not to give them all your money. At the end of the day, this story is a lesson for all of us in self-sufficiency and coming together as a community and truly understanding that we can implement this type of thing and ingenuity to the bigger issues as well. Oil, gas, energy, manufacturing, education, and even hunters. It's all there right in our own backyards. We just need to open our stupid, selfish, sexist eyes to see it and have the courage to let go of our addictions and our habits. So go immediately to reteti.com, R-E-T-E-T-I.com immediately and, and adopt an elephant. Help them. So there's that. for this episode of dumb gay politics thank you guys for listening we love you all so much and we are so grateful for all 14 of you especially now please consider joining our patreon podcast if you haven't yet it's one dollar for one podcast a week and two dollars for two podcasts a week they're both an hour and lately they've been a hot fucking mess because we're sober and we're stressed the fuck out but hey (laughs) there's no politics no ads no structure no stress and best of all you never hear any pressure to join the Patreon. If nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life, thinking how annoying and insufferable and tone deaf we are. Think of salty Jen, Mamal. We love Jen. She was she got salty because we talk shit about Eminem. And, and Jen, she's just sitting there like, you know, getting to like be distracted from her own life, thinking these bitches better stop talking about Eminem. We That's love you, Jen. That's right. 
If you want to see what it's like before you sign up, there's a link to a free episode in the description of this week's podcast. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com. There's a button on every page that says click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If our FOMO plan works and you do decide to join, it's super easy to import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you use for podcasts. If you you don't have to listen on Patreon.com or even download the Patreon app if you don't want to. But if you do, there's a whole family there for you to get to know. And if not, at least leave us a review on iTunes. We like to pretend we have more than 14 listeners for all the haters who lurk in our timeline. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. Good night, sweet wigs. Oh. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Play you a sign. You look black, you're both pretty grooving. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs>
but not the symptom.